You're listening to Called to Homeschool, episode number two. Like every other part of parenting, no homeschool manual exists, but our podcast is the next best thing. Together, let's conquer your fears and help you see that you are the amazing homeschool mom you were called to be. Welcome back to Called to Homeschool. I'm very excited about this episode. Yes, it's an important topic. I think this might be one of the things all homeschoolers have worried about and the number one question that we get asked. Yeah, for sure. And what is it? Socialization. Socialization. Will my kid be a social reject if (laughs) I homeschool? Will they get enough social interaction if I homeschool? Will they ever date or get married? Did you know, fun side fact, my oldest son just took me out for his very first date. <laughs> so that actually is the whole Before his first real date. Yes. So. He actually had a real date, but he had to do a practice date with mom first. But I thought, you have like, what a typical homeschooler that your first date really was your mom. Mm, that's so cute. <laughs> okay, let's talk about, I think maybe this was my big concern because I really enjoyed the social aspect of high school. Yeah, I actually uh, did too. Academically, I was terrible. <laughs> Um, let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> but the social part, I loved it. I did drill team. I actually was on FBLA and DECA and spirit team. And I really liked all those things. And so I was, that was something, and that's something we get asked now, having a 17-year-old and almost 16-year-old. Um, actually, by the time this podcast released, you will be 16. But, like, aren't you worried that they're going to be missing out? Yeah. So I think what I get asked, too, like, or my concern was, will my kid be socially awkward? Have you heard that question before? Oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely have. And I think that that's probably one of the most common things anyone's going to ask you. And you just have to sort of get used to it. And you have to decide what your response is going to be to it um, in a nice way. Yeah. Well, Karen's <laughs> nicer than I am. Um, she's so sweet. That's like her children are so sweet. And why mine are so sarcastic. <laughs> but uh, let's let's be honest here. Are you, let's hold up the mirror, and I always love this, when you point your finger at somebody, you're pointing three fingers at yourself, right? So my family point like Garcidius, um, so we'll have a hand file, like you did this, but if you're worried about you being socially awkward, look in the mirror. First of all, are you socially awkward? Are you? Like, be honest with yourself, because if you are, you are the one mentoring how to be right. inter- interact with other adults. Right. And not in a mean way. We don't mean, we're not trying to call you out as you're, <laughs> you're a weirdo because you're choosing to homeschool your kid. But, but in reality, you are the one that's teaching your child how they're going to behave. And if you see something as awkward and strange, you can teach your child that. And, and you know, I, that's happened to us at times where we've watched our kids go out of the house in horrific outfits with unbrushed hair. And we think, yeah. oh, we are that homeschool family today. But if you if you know that and you're aware of that, you can teach your children those things. Yeah. So first of all, I think like look in what you want to model. And that really is the best teacher. And you'll find this as you're actually homeschooling. Uh, subjects and curriculum that you use whatever you do they will mimic you so if you are kind and sweet your children most likely will be kind and sweet if uh, you nitpick and if you're negative guess what your kids will also nitpick and be negative so it's kind of the first step is seeing where you are instead of thinking I gotta fix my children I think always fix yourself first Mm -hmm. put on your own uh, Mm -hmm. what are those called 
breathing masks in an airplane, you know, like oh, oxygen. Comes. Oxygen mask. Thank yes. you. Breathing mask. <laughs> Air comes in and out, right? So kind of work on yourself first because you will be their best example right. of not being socially awkward. Um, and then let's let's be honest with this next one too. How many kids in public school or private school or charter school do you know are socially awkward? They're everywhere. It doesn't matter if you're homeschooled, whatever place you go to, some people are just socially awkward. Yeah. Those are the ones getting bullied more often in school too. Yes. And so um, it's usually because homeschool is a smaller group. Mm -hmm. And so you say, I know one homeschool family and they were weird. And so there may have been a thousand families, but you knew one who was weird instead of at school. For some reason, people just plan on there being people who are different. Right. And so homeschool is no exception. But the beautiful part is you can actually teach them social skills. Because there's a difference between having an opportunity to be with other children and actually learning a social skill mm -hmm. of how to speak to somebody else, looking, making eye contact, um, talking about what they're interested in instead of just what you're interested in. Um, just basic things. I think the book, T, what I almost said your website, but it's a great website. So we'll say it anyways, uh, teach beside me. <laughs> That's the sponsor of our <laughs> podcast today. But the book is how to win friends and Oh yeah. And yeah, I've actually had one. all my kids read it. I've read it a couple times and it just has some really good principles in there of teaching social skills. Mm -hmm. um, there are other little kid books that are cutesy, cartoonish, and where you kind of think like a, one of the characters was rock brain and rock brain gets stuck on the topic. And so instead of saying, Hey, you're being a weirdo, which probably isn't very nice, nor is it a great teaching tool to say, uh Oh, did rock brain get a hold of you? Like, let's, let's try, let's try something else. Or later privately, if you can teach them, like you, when you were with so-and-so and you said this, this is usually what that means. And you, you actually have a more opportunity to teach them and mentor them yeah. to be able to speak with other people. Yeah. So um, I think another important thing to think about with socialization that is a common theme is um, the norms of society. Because I I don't know why this is such an important thing to people, but prom seems to always come up. Aren't you going to send your kids to school so they can go to prom? And I went to prom. Prom's not that big of a deal. Prom's <laughs> kind of stupid looking back on it, whatever. But it's funny. We, we think that these things that we all have done have to be done by everybody. And if they're not, then these kids won't know how to communicate with everybody else because they yeah. didn't go to a prom <laughs> or they didn't ride the school bus or they didn't, um, yeah. you know, whatever it may be, eat school in the cafeteria or eat lunch in the school cafeteria. Um, Which just, is gross. It is so gross. Yeah. And so is the school bus. I hated riding the bus at school. And I keep telling my kids that. That seems to be their one thing that they feel like they're missing out on in life is That's riding right. the school bus. Just come in my big old 15 passenger van. And <laughs> it's about the same thing, right? Like no seatbelts. Yeah. Oh, we can, we can cut them out. That would make me feel better. But yeah, I think um, teaching your kids the norms of society, whatever those may be that you feel like they're missing out on, just educate them on them. Just say, hey, this is what happens on a school bus. So, so they're aware. And when that, when that conversation comes up, your kids don't feel like they have no idea what people are even talking about. So I, I think that's kind of kind of another one to touch on there. Yeah, and, I, and a lot of these um, school things that if you want to recreate, you can. Um, you can do it through a co-op. And I've seen some homeschool groups will get together and um, do a prom or a type of a dance together. Um, I know we just recently had a multi-co-op. That doesn't sound cool. But a multi-co-op dance. But it was for homeschoolers to get to know other homeschoolers in the area. And 
it was fun. Yeah, it was a good time, and uh, you get out and you can do those things. But they also have prom. I know our co-op has a student government, mm-hmm. and it has a lot of those things that maybe if you want it, you can create it and get it in a different way. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So the next topic we're going to talk about, and this is something I'm pretty passionate about, is negative socialization. So often with people, when they ask you this question, well, don't you want your kids to be socialized like the school kids? And my immediate thought is no, I, I really don't, <laughs> because there's so many negative things that they learn through the school for socialization. And so so it's OK that um, they're not being socialized just like the other kids their age, because um, I, I don't really want those negatives passed down into my kids' lives. Um, When I think of the way schools are run, I don't know if you know this, but initially when they were setting them up, they were setting them up like the assembly lines of the factories in the industrial era. And they were trying to standardize everything just like it was back then. And um, you think of the bells and the lines that the kids have to do and, you know, they're saluting flags and all these things that they were doing in factories and, and, and in that era of time and the strict schedules, you know, all of that. This is what they're teaching these kids. And, and I think it's okay to just be comfortable with, you know, a little less structure and a bell doesn't have to signal when you do your next thing. That's okay. You know, that you can look at the clock and move on. Um, so that's just, you know, maybe a little silly and a little over there out there, but, um, but if you are interested in that, we did just look it up. There is a great YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's about right. It. Um, it was it's by Ken Robinson, yes. changing education paradigms. And it's an animated version. And it's really awesome about talking about that. Our children are not a product on a factory line. And it even says, what year they graduate of like what year this product was made yeah right yeah and, and so it's a really eye-opening video and this is talked about also in the thomas jefferson education book that was one of the first books i read about homeschooling that it helped me kind of change my paradigm of thinking as well but it's they call it getting off the conveyor belt yeah because that's sort of what's happening in education is they're just on this conveyor belt of sameness and um putting out the same product and, and I, that's not what I want for my family or myself. I don't want to be the same as everyone else. And I don't want my kids thinking the exact same as everyone else. Because where does innovation come from then? Um, but back to the socialization. Sorry, a little sidetrack so there. Say, socialization is the first like real fear people have. And then once you've been homeschooling, I think even for a year, maybe two years, you it's the most annoying. Not annoying, but like hot topic. Yes. Like, it is yes. so simple to fix. Or, yeah. Uh, it's not really being with kids your same age is not really socialization. Right. Right. So I personally believe homeschool kids are better socialized than public school kids in many ways, because in the public school setting, you're in a classroom full of, you know, your second graders, for instance, they're all the exact same age. They all have the same childish behaviors. And so they're playing off of each other and thinking that these childish behaviors are the norm and are the good thing. Um, In that classroom, there's going to be bullying. There's going to be name calling. There's going to be teasing. There's going to be someone wearing the perfect outfit that everyone tries to copy um, or bringing their favorite fidget spinner that everyone needs the exact same one now, whatever it is at the time that's huge and popular. Um, But I think that that is, that is not normal for the future and for the rest of life. When you think of where you're going to work in the future, you're not going to be in a room full of kids your own age or adults your own age. You're going to be with a variety of people of varying ages and skill levels. And that's what makes life unique and interesting. And so I think that um, giving kids the opportunity to socialize more with a variety of people rather than a classroom full of kids their same age is much healthier. 
Yeah, and I also think along those same lines with that is when you are in a classroom, the adult is just the person in charge and the person to be afraid of. And if somebody is smaller than you, then you can control them because you feel controlled. And if someone is bigger than you, then you know you have to, they are your authority figure. And so it kind of gets rid of that. And I think that's part of the reason why a lot of homeschool kids aren't afraid to speak to adults because there isn't this idea that, oh, I have to sit down, shut up, and listen to what you have to say. I can actually converse and talk with you and share my ideas, and you will actually listen to that. Yeah, I think that's so cool, too. I love that. Um, And so, and I've touched on this a little bit already, but, you know, there's that, when you're at school, there's so many concerns about being popular, about fitting in, about maybe making the cheerleading squad or the football team, um, who you're going to sit with at lunch. There's just all these little fears that kids have, and they have to worry about every single day. And Um, is my friend going to even talk to me today? I feel like there's a lot of that. When I was in elementary school, there was this group of girls that sometimes they were my friends and sometimes they weren't. And I would cry a lot about that. And, and so there's just so many of those hard things in school that they have to deal with that. If you keep your kids home, they have so much less of that and so much less of the social pressure that they have to deal with. And I think it's, it's pretty magical how those, those things can just be completely eliminated from their lives. And not that they're not going to have hard situations anymore, because obviously that's not ever possible but um it can relieve a lot of the pressure and stress that they yeah. feel and I think too my kids have actually wondered how kids who go to school have time to be with other kids after school yes so. I know my kids think that all the time too because most of their friends that are in public school aren't home till four o'clock and then they have chores and they have homework yeah. and they have music practice or whatever they have to do so they can really never do anything except on a Saturday right um and so it's hard for those kids to find any extracurricular free play time, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a whole subject for another yeah. day. Yeah. So we won't get into that. But, right. Um, and one other thing that I think is actually really special about homeschooling is you really can pick and choose who you want to spend time with. Um, if there is someone in your child's class at school that they hate, there's nothing they can do about that. Right. right. They have to continue to go every day and be bullied by that person or whatever it is that that person's doing to them. But in your own life, you can choose to not spend time with somebody and you can remove them from your life if they're a negative influence on you. And I think that that's a really, a really important thing to be able to do in your life to Mm -hmm. have that kind of control. Okay. So I kind of want to talk about, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but I'm a life coach. And what I do is I help people kind of get over this fear of homeschooling and in many aspects and kind of creating a system for you and everything like that. Shameless plug. Yes. Um, but I want to talk. It. Yeah, I want to talk to you about operating out of fear versus love. So fear is a real emotion. You, it's something you really feel. And um, if you were in the jungle and you see a tiger, your fear is going to hyper focus onto that tiger because you just know you need to get away. And you see it, and you're going to run, and you're not going to worry about the beautiful butterfly that just floated through, and you're not going to worry about the the lovely aroma of the jungle. Mm-hmm. Everything else is shut down, and it is just I have got to get out of here. Right, fight or flight. And uh, the thing with our brain is when it feels fear, it will continue to just hyper-focus on it, right? That's just how our brains work. So if you have this huge fear with homeschooling, you're going to hyper-focus on the problem. And when you're operating out of that space, you cannot, like mentally, physically, whatever, you cannot see a solution because you are so hyper-focused on just the problem. So getting into a place of love and peace, your mind literally opens up. And there's study after study. You can Google all the shenanigans. Um, you send me an email, I can share it with you. 
But uh, like the mind literally opens up when you are in a positive mindset, a place of love, that you can start seeing options. So this reminds me of an object lesson I taught in a young women's okay. lesson at church. But we were talking about problems and how like if you take a little pebble and you stick it exactly in front of your eye, that's the only thing you're going to be able to mm-hmm. see because it's right there. And it's the same thing like with yeah. the fear, like that's all you can focus on. But as soon as you move it away and get it farther away, you can see it's just this tiny little thing that really isn't as big of a deal as you thought it was to begin right. with. And so that just kind of made me think of that. And then maybe when the pebble is in front of your eye, you don't think I can get around it. Right, right. right. It looks like a boulder. Yes. And then moved away, you think I can easily get around mm-hmm. this. And so with socialization, and Karen's going to talk about this next, if when you can operate out of place of love and peace, you can start finding solutions. Mm-hmm. And so that's what Karen's going to talk about now is ways to get socialized. And I think if you can get to that mindset first of being at peace, at faith, like I'm going to be able to do this, then these ways can really help. Yeah. So everyone always thinks that, you know, when you homeschool, you know, from the outside perspective that all you do is stay in your house all day and you don't see anybody else. And that's why we're all so socially awkward. Right. Um, but that's so, you know, my really, kids are not locked up in the basement. No, no, no. That's really not the case for us either. We are, um, we're actually not home often throughout the day. <laughs> we do a lot of things mm-hmm. outside of our, just regular homeschool day. And so I'm just going to talk about some of the things that you can do to get your kids active socially and making friends because that's a big fear is they won't have friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Meg and I met through homeschool co-op. Yes. And I was trying to think of how many years ago it was that we met in that first one that we were a part of eight, maybe eight years, years ago. ago, maybe eight or nine years ago. Yeah. So eight or nine years ago, our kids were very small when yeah. we first met. We don't even, didn't even have all our kids yet. No. And it was a very small co-op with just a few families at that time. And we met in the basement of the community center we or did. senior center. Yes. Um, Friday fun. Friday class. fun is what we <laughs> called it. And it was a lot of fun and it was a great place to, to get our kids out and to interact with others and also for moms. Cause I think moms need it just mm-hmm. as much as kids. They need that interaction and a place to bounce off ideas. So a homeschool co-op is um, invaluable for opportunities like that. And this can look, a million different ways. Yes. Um, I've been a part of a few over the years and each one has been quite different. And the one we're in now is quite structured. Uh-huh. Um, we have a set, we have a schedule and we have, you know, several classes per hour going on for the different age groups. And moms are very involved. Moms are there it's all day. It's a full day event. Um, and it's, it's fabulous. And there's been yeah. a lot of, a lot of work put into it to get it to work the way it's it's going, and it's pretty seamless now. Yeah, and we have our first graduating class this year. Yes, so it's been call. what are we at six years of it now? Years. Six yeah. years, and our oldest, the ones that were twelve when they were starting, mm-hmm. are going to be graduating this year, and it's really exciting to see that happening. We're actually doing a little ceremony. We for are them super and, excited, and a family yeah. dance. Yeah, more dances. Yeah, we <laughs> do dances as a family. It's a lot of fun. Um, so that's one one big way, and there are a lot of people that really don't like co ops, and that's okay. You don't. You don't have to do a co-op to be social, um, but a co-op can be as simple as meeting at a park with families. Um, it does not have to be as structured as ours is. Um, we'll we'll probably do a whole episode on co-ops sometime because we've got a lot yeah, to I'm say about say that. There are quite a few options uh-huh. and um, so yeah. many support groups mm-hmm. and whatever you want, you can create it or find it. Right. Exactly. Um, another for us, we are very active in our church. And so we have our weekly church activities that we go to actually twice a week for the older kids, Mm -hmm. Sunday and Wednesday or Tuesday night. 
um, activities that they do. And that's a great place to make friends and to be social and um, interact there. Community service is another big one. We've done various things there. You can do you know, Meals on Wheels. Or, done meals on um, wheels. There's humanitarian opportunities around here that you can do, um, volunteer in different places. And that, I think, is a great opportunity um, for kids. They're socializing with not kids their own age necessarily, but a variety of types of people um, that they wouldn't have seen normally in their regular social sphere. Um, different clubs and sports, you know, there's so, so many options here, you know, wh whatever your child's interests are, find them a class that can teach them that, that they can attend. And, um, you, know, you can do sports, debate, band, dance, art, theater, gymnastics, like the sky's the limit there. There's really so many opportunities yeah. there. There are even science things, mm -hmm. sewing classes, mm -hmm. I mean, any interest you could possibly have. Yeah. So look around in your community, um, Another thing that has been good is to look, if you have a local homeschool Facebook group or something like that, you can go in there and see what classes people are offering. Because often a mom will be teaching a group class that you can go to and their kids, your kids can. Because I actually did a really fun one that was a Shakespeare class. Right, yeah. And she, I don't even remember her name, but she was adorable. And she didn't even charge. And you could drop off your kid. And once a week, an hour and a half, mm -hmm. they studied Macbeth. And then they created their own production and performed it at the end of the That's semester. So and it was my kids know Macbeth inside and out from this awesome mom. That's so. really cool. And we've done Lego robotics in the same oh, yeah. kind of way where you, you know, it's a club that they go to. Um, there's so many, so many great things. And yeah. also along with that, um, you can put your kids in public school for some of those extracurricular classes. Mm -hmm. Like you have your son taking band at the high school. Yes. Um, that's a funny story, but yes. So he did the, he's in a jazz band. And so he was in the junior high jazz band and, uh, he actually was never registered for the school. So oh. it was kind of funny. The high school actually said, you need to register. <laughs> so he's more, uh, more legit now. in the high school jazz band. It's a class that's before school, 630 in the morning. And we just run them up there. Mm -hmm. So you can utilize those. Um, and that's part of, in the last episode, we talked about the affidavit. Because mm -hmm. then you're, you are in the system that you are homeschooled. But legally, you are allowed to use the things of the district. Mm -hmm. And so you can utilize some of their clubs if you'd like. Yeah clubs, after-school programs, any of those kinds of things, you can go to the school and just ask to put your child in those kinds of things. Um, I had a thought that left. I don't remember now, but I was just going to also mention the different things that my kids are involved in. We are doing um, dance, karate, piano. They have a group piano theory class that they also attend. Um, Shakespeare, you know, there's there's so many things like that. Yeah, that, I was going to say, we have stuff within our co-ops because our right. co-op is pretty, um, because it is a little bit I don't, intense, I don't know if is the right word. But it kind of is. Depends who you ask. <laughs> Depends on the day. But yeah. because it is a little bit more involved, they are able to create some pretty amazing mm -hmm. things. And mm -hmm. so last semester we did Mary Poppins, and that was awesome. A whole junior production of the whole play. It was, yes. it was and, amazing. And her son actually helps with sets mm -hmm. and directing and, and, and a lot of stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, so your co-op, we have that, and our co-op has Shakespeare. Um, our co-op has BizTown. I know, I know that's just a Utah thing. But um, our co-op is doing that next week. So there are, yeah, really are a lot some really of amazing things. And along those same lines, too, like if you don't have a co-op or you can't find one that fits your needs, um, then create it. Because it really isn't as hard as you think it might be. Once you put the word out that this is what you want, you find a group of similar-minded people, you can create whatever you want. And that's the beauty of it all. Yeah, we even did one. I guess not Karn and I, but some of our other friends in our co-op. We had some kids that were the same ages that were getting a little bit older. And so we call it Invictus. And we met like a Tuesday afternoon 
and we rotated through different subjects of so science and what did I teach? History, did you, or literature? I literature. I think I did literature or something yeah. like that. No, I did life skills. That's oh. what I did. <laughs> I always like to do that one. And uh, but we rotated through the three moms, and we all yes, because yeah, history was the other one, and we just it was really good and it was awesome, and our kids had time to get together, and then the mom only had to teach once. Yeah, with it. So. We also with our co-op, but um, this could be done with any youth age group. We do the awesome club yes. that Megan started, and that's just a monthly get together for the youth where it's like a full on party. They just play games, they eat, they mingle. It's just social. It's just fun and play. Yes. And and the kids love that so much. I'm hosting the next one next week, right? Yeah, yeah I think no, it's two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. Anyway, so... Um, and side note, if you ever need a fantastic name for something, <laughs> please call me. Awesome Club. I have lots of... She just calls them all awesome. You something know. really cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so then also throughout the summer, we always have a park day, um, just a scheduled Friday park day that we rotate parks throughout the valley, um, Utah Valley. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's a lot of fun too. And, and one summer, I started a nature club because I just really wanted to get my kids out and learning. And that was another kind of rotation thing where I just set the topics like this week we'll study birds, this week we'll study insects, you know, whatever. And we just got together and one mom would lead like a little 10 minute mini lesson and the kids would go out and study nature and keep a little journal and explore and have fun together. So that's another just simple option you can do for the warmer months of the year as well. All right. Hopefully we have convinced you that the social question is the easiest thing to get over because I probably the first thing I get asked statistics. Oh yes, Karma has a really great. I want to tell you guys something. I almost forgot about this. So there's this website, and I'll put this in the show notes. That it's called the National Home Education Research Institute or nheri.org. Um, but they did a whole bunch of research and study on homeschool, and. Um, they, they studied socialization. So I found this as I was kind of preparing for this episode. Um, and they said that there's many studies showing that homeschool graduates perform above average on social, emotional, and psychological development. The research measures peer interaction, leadership skills, family cohesion, self-concept, and participation in community service. And and from these studies, they've shown that the kids were all above average than the regular public schooled kids. And it says that adults, like kids who were homeschooled and are now adults, are more politically tolerant than those public schooled. And their success in the real world, they are more often will participate in local community service. They're more likely to vote and attend public meetings more regularly. They go to college and succeed in college at a higher rate. And they internalize the values and beliefs of their parents at a higher rate. And I just thought all of that was so cool to realize, you know, here it's been, you know, people have been homeschooling for a long time now, probably about the 70s was probably when the movement sort of started happening. And so they have enough time now to really study the effects of it and and the positive benefits that people have seen from getting out of the public school mainstream. Um, and, and it's good. And there's a lot of good. And, and there were a whole lot more statistics on academics that we can talk about another time yes, I was gonna say it's pretty awesome. that I didn't even bring up here, but, but there's the socialization stuff and there's some proof um, research backed, which is awesome. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. And you've got this mama and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to Called to Homeschool. Don't forget to subscribe and share and like and comment and all the things. You can find us at calledtohome.com or at teachbesideme.com and thehippymama.com.